Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1, 18 through 19. It took a long time for me to get tired of superhero movies, but I'm finally there. The premise of a superhero movie is fairly simple. Someone gains a new superpower and has to go fight bad guys. The problem is that each movie has to outdo the other one with how cool the superpower is. When the Marvel craze started over 20 years ago, yes, that's how long it took me to get tired of it, we had a boy getting bitten by a spider that gave him the ability to shoot webs from his wrists. That was pretty fun and cool. You know, and then after that, we had a billionaire that made an armor suit and a soldier that has superhuman strength. And all these are really fun superpowers. They give the superhero, you know, a slight edge on the bad guys, but not enough that it took all the challenge out of the process. And the movie was still wildly entertaining. But something changed when I watched Captain Marvel. I liked the movie. There was a lot of good music in it. But the superpower was a little over the top. According to Wikipedia, and I quote, as Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers possesses superhuman strength, endurance, stamina, agility, durability, and reflexes. She can fly at roughly six times the speed of sound. She can travel into space without oxygen. She also demonstrates the ability to absorb other forms of energy, such as electricity, to further magnify her strength and energy projection up to the force of an exploding nuclear weapon. Thanks to her regenerative healing factor, Danvers is also able to recover faster and more completely than at a normal rate. Her regenerative healing factor allows her to have a form of decelerated aging and longevity. So for those of you whose eyes are now rolling backwards at this point, she's basically a flying nuke that can heal herself and has discovered the fountain of youth. Man, we've come a long way from a web-slinging high schooler. And that makes the movies hard to watch. I used to be able to keep track of what's going on. There was a plot that made sense. Now I just feel like I'm watching otherworldly space creatures beat the tar out of each other for 90 minutes. But that's enough nerd ranting. I'll bring this around to prayer, I promise. In Philippians 1 verse 19, Paul is discussing his imprisonment. He's looking forward to being released, which he says will happen through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. What's interesting to me is that sentence, it has prayer and the power of the Spirit mentioned in the same breath. You know, if I were writing that sentence, I'd probably leave prayer out of it. I'd be expecting the release to come from the power of Jesus Christ, but Paul doesn't do that. He elevates prayer to the same level of importance as the Holy Spirit. Now, obviously, prayer and the Holy Spirit are linked together in all sorts of ways. But the point that I'm trying to make is that for my entire life, I've underestimated the power of prayer. Paul viewed it as powerful and important enough to be mentioned right next to the Holy Spirit. And I've never done that. I always imagined the Holy Spirit at Captain Marvel levels of power and prayer at maybe Spider-Man levels. Maybe I have the ability to shoot webs with my prayers. But I'm certainly not rocketing around space, knocking Cree ships out of the sky like Captain Marvel can. But that's false. The truth is that prayer and the power of God and the Holy Spirit are completely intertwined. And when we pray, we have more power than a nuclear bomb. 
We have more power than a spaceship. We have more power than Captain Marvel because, I, I hate to break it to you, Captain Marvel's not real. But prayer and the Holy Spirit and the power of God are very, very real. And ladies and gentlemen, it's time that we activated our superpower. Let's pray. Dear Father, I am here in prayer, and I understand that you are all-powerful and that I am weak. I'm just a man, nothing more, but you have given me access to you through Jesus Christ, and you have more power than I can begin to imagine. Lord, I'm here to ask you to use that power in this world. Stretch out your hand and bring your kingdom. Make your will happen. I look forward to seeing it. A few questions for you as we close today. How do you view prayer? Is it a duty? Is it something you should be doing more? Or is it access to real power? And why do you think prayer feels lifeless sometimes? When you think of the true power of prayer, how does that change the way that you pray? Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time.